0: It's a very
1: personal, very important thing. Are you ready, Jeff?
2: I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is.
0: Show me the money. I'm ready. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Under the Covers, presented by Noisy Buckets. It's your host, Jacob, joined once again by Money Mike and Clay. Uh, come, you know, we're we're hot in October, guys. How how was last week?
1: You know, last week was a good end to uh, October. Three and two week, pushing the month of October to an 11 and 9 record, which uh, for the year brings us to 23 and 21. So, you know, for the most part, we'll take it. Coming down the stretch here, getting into November, this is where you either make it or break it. So, we're looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, last week uh, was three and two, as Clay said. So solid week of six and four for the pod going seven to three last week. These boys are hot as they say, um, Wazoo got it done. Mike Leach always going to the abyss. I just can't get over that Florida, Georgia under, they finished at 53. I mean, Clay, we thought we had that in the bag, but either way, Houston got it done. UCLA fr- or Utah on Friday night got it done. But my rant is this. How in the world can you let Kyle Shermer come to your house and beat your ass? Like, how do you lose that game? Like, they kept up at the beginning, but Vandy just dominated from start to finish. So, don't let me bet on Arkansas the rest of the year. Actually, in fact, we're going to fade them all year long because the rest of their schedule is – LSU, Mississippi State, Missouri. They're going to get blown away every single week. Chad Morris, welcome to the SEC, where you win two games. Like, just trash. But Locktober was – Two and ten. Locktober, whatever. (laughs) Two and ten. That's horrible. Eight and 12 to finish the month of Locktober. Obviously, that is not what you call a good month. However, picking yourself up from 0 and 5 to start out, yeah, I'd say it was
0: okay. Not bad. Nice little rebound. Uh, Clay, what do you said you were? You were like 11-9 for October?
1: 11-9 for October. You know, for as much as we like college football, there's obviously some uh, not-so-great facets of it and some ugly scenes. But what Maryland has done this week is downright disgusting. Look, an hour before this pod started, They fired D.J. Durkin a day too late. Let's be honest. They reinstated D.J. Durkin yesterday after a report came out that said he ran an unclean program. I don't know what else you needed to know, Maryland, Maryland Board of Regents, boosters, whatever it is. But D.J. Durkin, he killed a player. And I'm not saying that just in the softest terms, but a player died under his watch at his practice this summer. And here's the deal. Everybody knew Urban Meyer was not getting fired when he should have been fired. Everybody knows he should have been fired. He did the wrong thing. But Urban Meyer is one of the top 5 football coaches, college football coaches of all time. DJ Durkin on the other hand, he had a player die under his watch. Not to mention his career at Maryland, he's 10 and 15 overall, 5 and 13 in the Big 10. In the Big Ten East alone against the Big Three of Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, he's 0-6, and he's been outscored 322 to 47. So what happened was the easy way out, Maryland. It was gifted to you on a silver platter. You fire this guy. You fire him with no money owed. You, you take that money, and you put it toward a new coach and rebuild. But instead, they reinstated him yesterday and they had players walking out of team meetings. They had students on campus rallying protests. Even, even if you think he's a good enough coach to continue coaching your program, he's not going to be able to recruit. How would he recruit against the big boys knowing that they're negative recruiting against you with a player dying in your arms? How are you going to walk into a mother's house and sit across from a mother and tell her that you're going to take care of her son when a player died under your watch. Now, this rant is not as Im- implicit as it would have been if he was still the coach. An hour before this pod started, we got told that he had been fired because Maryland suddenly decided to do the right thing. But just a disappointing week for college football. Let's think about people for once. And I'm just disgusted by what Maryland did. I feel bad for Maryland alumni who, who try to do the right thing and everything. But shame on you, Maryland for Reinstating him before you fired him.
0: Yeah, that's the shame on, yeah, shame on a lot of people over there. I mean, Scott Van Pelt went into it on You know, as a known Maryland alum, went into it on Sports Center last night. You know, a lot of prominent people were just very disgusted by what was happening, and it was kind of like a, there's no brainer to let him go and just kind of start over. It, so
1: it, it was so easy. It was yeah. like we talked about this. Like for those of those of you out there who uh, don't really know how this goes, we. We call in, and me, Mike, and Jacob talk for about ten or fifteen minutes before we actually start recording, talk about what we're going to do, whatnot okay. and when this happened back in the summer before the first episode, we just talked about how fired he was, and, yeah. and then they go and do something like this
0: <laughs> it's a absolute joke on maryland's behalf, uh, but I mean at least you know at least we're there, like you said, at least the news did come out that he's gone. You know, I hope the players kind of rally around that, and you know, I mean, they've been playing in Jordan's honor anyway. I mean, they kneel, you know, they have a, a thing for him before they, each game. So, you know, maybe we can get a little late season push by Maryland. And see what happens uh, under Matt Canada, interim coach. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, that's kind of where we are. Uh, appreciate that, Clay. Uh, wanted to just touch on a little bit before we got into this week's picks. By the way, we have a couple of voicemails, too, at the end. I wanted to touch on the college football playoff rankings. They came out last night, uh, first ones of the season. Obviously, Alabama's at the top. It was Alabama-Clemson, Notre Dame, and uh, Alabama-Clemson, LSU, Notre Dame, in that order. Um, pretty standard for what we thought. A lot of, you know, Ohio State at number 10, chance to move up, Michigan at number five, Georgia at number six. Uh, so, I mean – uh, pr- pretty standard, but I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a, t- a lot of teams playing each other the rest of the season. You know, Ohio State and Michigan, Georgia could plays Kentucky this week, Alabama, LSU. So a lot, of, a lot of changing is probably going to be happening in the next couple of weeks.
1: Pretty standard for what we thought. Did did we as a pod think LSU would be number three in the first playoff rankings? Because I sure didn't.
0: <laughs> nope. That Edo proved us way wrong in that one.
3: <laughs> They're doing it all for show. <laughs> just to hype this Saturday game.
0: <laughs> yep. Do you think uh, they know it's the inevitable
3: that they'll go down?
1: How can they? How can they be above an eight? No Notre Dame team. I, I. That just gets me. It, With a win against number five Michigan, Notre Dame has that win against Michigan. I, I don't know. I yeah, don't get it's it, like
0: but. I, I don't know if they were trying to prove a point because like I'm sure most of the members under like they're like all right so. LSU is going to lose Saturday, and they'll be dropped out of the top four anyway. Do we want to, you know, kind of send a message that even though Notre Dame's undefeated, like there's something about their schedule we don't like? I don't know. That's kind of weird to me, too. Like, I assumed it would be those top three with Notre Dame, you know, the top three undefeated teams. So, I don't know. That's kind of weird. But, um, you know, Georgia, Georgia, Kentucky, nobody thought this would be a top ten matchup. Uh, <laughs> this determines
3: game, who goes to Atlanta. Right. It literally is,
0: determines that. This is the SEC East right here. I mean, Kentucky squeaked out against Missouri, which was crazy. Like, that's Missouri sh- sh- should just shut up shop for the rest of the season after that loss. I think they, I don't think they got a, what, I don't, they had like what, multi, like 10 plus straight three and outs in the second half. Stupid. That's um, another one yeah, that they never got... me
3: off cause that, that hurt my under or my over on Missouri yeah. so bad. That was a winnable game. Yeah. Now they have to win like the uh, next.
1: Four straight. Is, is he fired? Mizzou's coach is fired, right? Odom.
0: I feel like you have to. I mean, especially like if they're quarterback, it's like a first round pick, or like they say he is. Like, you got to do more. Yeah, but it. he
1: is not. He has not helped his draft stock in the last three or four weeks.
0: Oh no! It's yeah. It's yeah. He has not looked good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he may get a flyer just because of skill if he shows out at the combine or something, but. He'd, yeah, Missouri, that's just a game. Like, that's a game you win. Like, Kentucky's quarterback play has been down. Like, their offense in general. That's just sad. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, you got
1: Drew – Drew Locke was 15-27 to 27 for 165 on Saturday. I mean, that's – that's nothing special.
0: Nope. Nope. But, I mean, you got Georgia at six and Kentucky at nine. So, I mean – yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into that game later. It's in your picks, but that's you know, it's it's a that matchup right there. It decides the East. I mean, Washington State is at eight; they're the highest Pac-12 team. Um, I don't really know if they if they went out if they get a shot. I mean, their schedule's not that good. The Pac-12 is awful this year, so I think the next the only other team outside of the top four, I think the two teams to watch are Michigan, Michi- or the three teams are Michigan, Georgia, and Oklahoma at five, six, and seven. So. I mean, I don't think anybody outside that top seven, besides maybe Ohio State, if they run the table, would get would get in the top four.
1: But with the Georgia factor, you have to start discussing. I mean, if they get beaten the SEC championship game, will the two lost Georgia team get in?
0: I don't think so. I I don't want I don't, I don't think, think they, they should. It. I, I mean, not. we're
1: we're pretty much understood Alabama and Clemson are going undefeated. Yeah. And Notre Dame probably doesn't have a loss left on their
0: schedule. No, they don't, yeah. I feel like they'll have, like, a heart attack game left, like maybe Syracuse or somebody, or USC. Like, it'll be a crazy game. But I still think they probably go undefeated. So, I mean, you're looking for that number four spot. and Honestly, it's probably – I think the best shot at it is is Michigan or Ohio State. I think one of those teams is number four. I think they hold that Oklahoma and Texas – that Texas loss against Oklahoma, so – but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's nothing really to speak much. I mean, it's kind of standard on the odds. I mean, if you if you want to go with the defending national champions in ch- Central Florida, they're plus sixty six hundred. <laughs> See if they can get in there and win Man. the title. Why don't you just
3: give your money to me? You're better off that <laughs> way.
0: Yeah, but uh,
3: sorry, sorry, Clay.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, let let Mike put it in some Inrod stock for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, but, yeah, so that's – just wanted to touch on that. We'll, we'll touch on that throughout the next couple of weeks if it's any odds or anything gets relevant or any any big shakeups. Uh, just add that into it. But uh, besides that, let's get started on the picks. Uh, why don't you lead us off this week with your first one, Mike?
2: Tell them to bring me my money. Yeah.
3: Well, we'll go back to the real undefeated national champions, or not Alabama. At Or defending national champs, at least. Alabama at LSU, the biggest game to watch for the weekend, in my opinion. We're taking the under at 54. And this is the highest over-under I think they've had in a long time. But either way, I'm not convinced with Alabama's offense that they're that great. I mean, they're definitely top ten. But I still feel like they haven't played a good defense yet. Based on some SP ratings, which is based on five factors here. You got efficiency, explosiveness, field position, finishing drives, and turnovers. Here's the ranking defenses they play Tennessee, 104. Missouri, 51. Arkansas, 84. Louisiana Lafayette, 126. Ole Miss, 110. Arkansas State, 87. Louisiana, Louisville, 99. LSU is ranked eighth. I think they'll be able to stop them. I think it's going to be ground pound, low scoring. Bama's won seven straight this matchup or something like that. I think but, so. I seven. So. Um, the last five matchups have averaged a score of 35.6. And here's another fun fact, just offhand. There hasn't been a top-10 AP-ranked team that has been a double-digit underdog at home dating back since 1998, 1999. I thought that was pretty interesting. Hmm. But it's going to be your classic LSU-Bama game. I think Bama I, – I still feel like I'd take Edo plus 14 and a half, but it's going under 54.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that call. Do you have any thoughts on that one, Clay, since it's, you know, one of the bigger games this weekend? Did you uh, – I don't think that was in your picks, but
1: – It wasn't in my picks. 14 and a half is a lot. I mean, Bama probably rolls. I mean, they will get up and uh... – and they'll probably just suffocate like they always do. So I can see a twenty-four to three type game. Yeah. Don't count out that LSU defense yet.
0: Yeah, it could be. It could be one where the Alabama kind of spreads it out at the end. You know, wins by a touchdown or two. But I think the under, like you said, Mike, is pretty pretty good back. Cause I, you know, I don't see them in a thirty-five to, you know, thirty-one game or anything like that.
3: I convinced one of my coworkers to give me LSU minus or a plus 27 and a half on lunch i feel pretty good on that
0: oh you oh yeah yeah that's that's crazy
3: high he's an alabama fan of course but i was like dude 28
0: no there you go playing the emotions making some money um but yeah so you got uh the under 54 and the game of the week probably so that'll be a fun one everybody's gonna be watching uh a night game on cbs so that's always good uh clay what's your first game this week
1: all right, the first game we're going to go with is with the real undefeated national champions. They went undefeated last year. They kept it rolling this year. They were on a bye last week. We have UCF at home, minus 10.5 against the Temple Owls. Tomorrow night, this is a Thursday night game. If you want to get rich before the weekend, here it is. UCF, they're 7-0 against the spread this year. Mackenzie Milton, still technically questionable. They're coming off a bye. He did not play two weeks ago at ECU, even though they covered, because that's all they do is cover. That's all Josh Heupel knows. Dariel Mack, redshirt freshman against ECU, and they just ran the rock. He only completed 12 of 20 passes for 69 yards. Nice. But more importantly, he ran 22 times for 120. He ran the rock. They had a 320-yard rushing game performance against ECU. UCF won this game last year in Philadelphia, 45-19. to And if anything, we have UCF coming off a bye, coming off a Tuesday night playoff rankings where they're ranked number 12. I mean, these guys have won 20 in a row. What else do you want from them? So they're out to make a statement tomorrow night. I got UCF rolling by three touchdowns on a Thursday night game.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Them that Thursday night, all eyes on them, uh, right? on, You know, uh, making a statement after the playoff rankings—perfect scenario to for them to cover. Even though Temple's been pretty good this year, uh, Jeff, shout out to Jeff Collins, uh, but the yeah, coach Temple's with capris, aka. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be a good one. I love when UCF plays on Thursdays because the NFL matchups generally—you're <laughs> not, you're not—it's not appointment TV. So by the hook, baby. By the hook. Uh what's uh what's your next one, Mike? All right. So we go
3: from a a thriller of a game to a snoozer. UConn at Tulsa. We all know I love them. The under at fifty nine. I just these teams are trash, so don't bother watching, just check updates. It'll be a slow one. Both teams are fighting for their second win of the year. Uh Okay, and they're 18-point favorites, by the way. Um, I kind of want to dabble on that, but I feel like the under's a better play here. Uh, both teams are really bad at defending the rush. Tulsa's 116th in allowing yards rushing, 107 in yards per rush. UConn, 128th in allowing rushing yards. And 129 in yards per rush. So the clock is going to tick. They're going to run the ball. Both defenses actually have – top yeah rushing offenses have top 40 categories and yards like that's pretty funny so either way it's going to put our under at ease because it's going to end up just being 24 to 21 or just something
0: awful yeah both two of the probably the worst two of the worst teams in the in, in division one
3: I think Tulsa could shut down UConn, and they'll just win like thirty-one to three or something stupid.
0: Yeah, if that. I mean, this is probably got like you know twenty to nothing. Uh, Arkansas did happen to shut out uh, Tulsa too, so <laughs> not the best track record. Uh, yeah, the Hawks. Uh, yeah, so uh, under forty, under fifty-nine. Actually, under under forty-nine might hit too, but under fifty-nine, uh, UConn at Tulsa. Like you said, nobody needs to watch that game. I don't even know if they'll be. Stream. I don't think you can find it, <laughs> except the Watch ESPN app. That would be the only way. Just uh, feel bad for the, the guys doing play-by-play for that one. Um, what's uh, what's next on yours, Clay?
1: First, firstly, I would just like to shout out to Mike for predicting a uh, Tulsa-UConn score of 31-3. to 3. Go ahead. Nobody saw that one at the beginning of the year. <laughs> but uh, we will flip our attention to the most exciting player in all of college football, Wake Forest's own Greg Dortch. Next, I have uh, Syracuse, Wake Forest, over 75. Yeah, this is a, it's a high point total, but you just don't know these teams. Syracuse has our favorite coach, Dino Babers. We go way back to 2015, 2014 at Bowling Green when he got us paid. Syracuse's last three games have gone point totals of 92, 77 and 81. Wake Forest has gone over in six of their last seven, their past five Power Five opponents. Wake Forest is allowed 41 to Boston College, 56 to Notre Dame, 63 to Clemson, 38 to Florida State, who can't even tie their own shoes, and 35 to Louisville. That's a 46.6 average allowed against each ACC opponent. Syracuse comes in with a good offense. I think this game goes over. It's a shootout all day, but I like this game over seventy-five.
0: Huge like lines. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. I mean, neither of these teams stop anybody, and they both they both love to score. Got some exciting players on both sides. Um, Syracuse actually top uh, in the made the college football rankings. Uh, were they? Number nineteen. Twenty second. Yeah. Oh, nineteenth? 19 in the college football playoff, I think, is what I saw. They may be 20, they're 22nd yeah, they're, in AP. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's big for that program. I'm sure Dino will get poached this year next year, at least by, you know, big school. I
3: think Greg George, hey, he, how he, many he, touchdowns is Greg? Maryland, that's the question.
1: It, is this where we start the Dino Babers for Maryland's next head coach job?
0: I mean, I, they, would, they probably love the chance to hire him, but I, if I was him, I'd probably – hold out for something bigger. Clay, you didn't answer
3: my question. How many touchdowns is Greg Dortch going to have against Syracuse? Two.
0: Okay. <laughs> Mediocre game from Dortch.
3: Mediocre. Just 180 norm- norm- yards. Normally a,
0: four, normally a four TD guy. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, Dean, if I was Dino, I'd probably hold, try to hold out for, like, a bigger Big Ten or, uh, you know, SEC or something like that, big, you know maybe even move up in the ACC. So. Um, well, actually, no, Syracuse is in the Big Ten now, aren't they? Damn. <laughs> no, they're, just, they're in the ACC, aren't they? I, think I thought they're, they were in the ACC. They were always yeah, they in the ACC. No, they went Big East to ACC. That's right. I'm getting all the confidence. Correct. So, Big yeah. Ten, get out of here. It was Maryland that did ACC to Big Ten. That's right. Um, and, and Rutgers, don't forget the Scarlet Knights. <laughs> don't forget the Scarlet Knights. I haven't seen them much this year. Um, but yeah, so you got, uh, you know, Syracuse and wake over 75, uh, Mike, what's you, uh, what's your next one? Well, we have a
3: good old fashioned military game coming up air force at army. Guess what? It's another under 44. And here's a source I saw very interesting factor that you need to know about this game. So since the start of 2005, Academy's teams, when they play each other, the under hits 80% of the time, 31-8-1, when two service academy ball teams meet up. Uh, both are top five in, uh, in the nation in run rate. I mean, they both know each other's offenses. They literally are like the only, they're like three out of the f- entire nation and schools that run the wishbone and just straight-up triple-option stuff. So they literally know each other's offenses. Defenses are solid. Uh, Army's eighth in rush defense. And Air Force is 16th in rush defense, like in yards. So, obviously, six out of the last ten have hit between these two. So it's going to be close, but I'm willing to bet on an 80% result that wins, I'm going to take that under 44.
0: Yeah, that that's going to be a slow game, <laughs> the service academies when they match up. It's like you said, it's always just tons and tons of running. Um, yeah, I mean, Army's got they're, some good wins this year. Yeah. They're
1: just playing slow football because they're not ready to go to war. You just got to stay in college as long as you can.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's enough incentive. <laughs> that's plenty of incentive. Uh, but yeah, Army's won a couple big games this year. I mean, I know I saw Buffalo uh, on ESPN last night. They're like eight and one, I think, seven and one, and uh, they beat them a couple weeks ago. Uh, beating, my, you know, they're they're pretty solid. They've been uh, scoring pretty decent this year. So matching up, they'll just run it at each other for a couple of hours and then hit that under and give Mike another win. Uh, so you got under it's under forty four, right? That's what you said. Yep. Awesome the trends well, under
3: this week if you hadn't noticed.
0: <laughs> another another low scoring uh, October Saturday. Uh, what's your next game?- <laughs> All
1: right, we're going back to our bread and butter. You know it wasn't going to be long before we went back, but we're back at the 901 Tigers. We have Memphis State Tigers minus 13 at ECU. All right, last time we talked to the Tigers, they got rolled at Mizzou. We bet on Mizzou. Yeah, it was a winner. But Memphis is coming off a bye week. So, against that game versus Mizzou, Darrell Henderson was banged up. All he had was four carries for, for 15 yards. Okay, that's a that's not a good game, we'll admit. But even with that, four carries for 15 yards performance against Mizzou, he's still the nation's second leading rusher with 1,000, 148 yards. That's seven behind Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin. He still leads the nation at 10.07 yards a carry. He has 15 TDs tied for the nation lead, and he has 143.5 yards a game, even with a 15-yard performance. ECU, not good. They're on a three-game losing streak. They got beat at Temple 49-6, to at home versus Houston 42-20, and at home versus UCF with a backup quarterback, 37-10. to 10. So I like Memphis. Memphis coming off the bye. Mike Norvell, look, Mike Norvell's seat, it's not hot, but he, he doesn't have a lot of excuses for why they have not performed to the expectation they should have. So I think Memphis rolls in a game at ECU by three or four touchdowns. Also, Darrell Henderson with the 1148 yards. he is attacking D'Angelo's record. D'Angelo has the single season record at Memphis of 1964. So he has about 816 yards to make up in four games plus the bowl game. It starts this Saturday. Memphis rolls big over ECU and we get the world is right again. the Tigers are rolling.
3: And you got to bounce back with Mike Norvell. I mean, he's – you lose a close one at home to UCF. You go on the road, you get blown out by Missouri. He knows he's got to get this, and he knows he's got to win it big. So, just to get back in good graces, because, I mean, he's had a couple terrible road losses, including Navy and uh, Tulane, which yeah. – Tulane and I the mean, membrane. Tulane and the membrane. So, yeah, I'm I'm all on that, too. Um not as one of my picks, but I'm I'm definitely agreeing with you there.
0: Yeah, let's hope he keeps uh, let's hope he feeds Henderson like he like he know he should know now. That's that's the game plan when you're not, you know, when you're playing an inferior opponent. Just let him let him get 200, 250 yards. Let's get out of here, go back home. So um yeah, so you got a Memphis minus a Memphis minus thirteen uh, at ECU. Uh what's your next one, Mike?
3: All right, so now we're we're to the spreads. We got Georgia Tech laying six and a half at North Carolina. We got the number one rush offense in the country with the Jackets coming off a big win on a Thursday night to Virginia Tech last week. Shout out to A-Tag. They started out out real shaky. Yeah, they started out real shaky at the beginning of this season, Georgia Tech did. Taequann Marshall had to really figure it out, but Taequann Marshall is now Taequann Marshall. So, they're covering three of the last four. So, we're going to keep rolling because UNC, say it with me, Ate it's trash.
0: <laughs> UNC's <That's> terrible.
1: <laughs> terrible. Fighting is terrible.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. And, uh, like you said, big win last week. Thank you. We should have mentioned that earlier. Uh, the appreciate the bets from last week from A.T. We'll we're going to hear from him at the end of this on another voicemail. So, make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, I got, mean, North
3: Carolina's won one game.
0: Yeah, they beat Pitt last three. <laughs> that was a fluke. Yeah, because yeah, Pitt's had some good games this season. Yeah, I mean they're they're awful. They're it's basically like the Arkansas of the SEC. I mean, just just sad. You gotta have, you have a program like that. You gotta have, at least have a, a little better performance than than you're having. Um, but you got a Tech minus uh, six and a half, and Clay, what's your next one?
1: All right, next we're going to roll over to our buddies from the Atlantic Coast Conference. And we have uh, Clemson, Louisville, over 59 and a half. I'm going with two overs this week, unlike me. But, you know, when the money's there, you got to take it. This Louisville team, easiest way to put it, not good. They've lost five straight their last three games. They've scored – they've allowed 66, 38, and 56 in Clemson's last three, they've scored 63, 41, and 59, including a win last week at Florida State in Doak Campbell Stadium, 59 to 10. Our favorite quarterback, besides Shea Patterson, sunshine Trevor Lawrence, he was 20 to 37, 314, four TDs last week. That pushes his season total to 16 touchdowns and two interceptions for the year. Echo with some numbers for a true freshman. I think Clemson might go over in this game by themselves. But I think Louisville scores two to three touchdowns, maybe a couple late. But this game goes over 59 and a half. All you need to know, Louisville allowed 66 at home to triple option running Georgia Tech three weeks ago. That's all you need to know to bet this game. Over 59 and a half, book
2: it.
0: Yeah, and I, mean, I think with Dabo and Clemson, they see how weak the ACC is this year. So that's you know one of the reasons why they did what they did to F- uh, Florida State last week is they can't, you know, they have to insure themselves so if there's any slip up rest of the season and make sure that they pour it on and don't give the committee any questions that they're one of the best teams in the country. So uh, you know, an outside chance to- they lose the conference championship or something.
1: Not to mention, you have to get the two or the three seed because you cannot get that four seed and have Bama. Yeah. Dabo knows that.
0: Yeah. He has to. Yeah. He has to stay up there. So I think, yeah, you're right. They're going to, they may hit it themselves. (laughs) I mean, they they did it basically last week. So, Um, yeah, that's weird to
3: think about. Like, they really have to, like, just ball out to just not play Alabama because, like, Mm -hmm. anybody who's in contention right now is literally just trying to be number two because Bama's yeah. clearly in.
1: Or, yeah. or three. You just cannot be that four. You can get Bama in the championship game, because who knows what's going to happen. But you cannot get them in the semifinal game
3: at mm-hmm. the four. That's a disaster. Yeah, being the being the three or the two, I mean, you're it's a wild card on who yeah. you're going to play.
0: Yeah, it was like, was it Georgia, Georgia Oklahoma last year? Um, that was the best game best of game all game time. Of yeah, it was a really good game. Um,
3: of all
1: yeah. time, Mike said
0: That's bold. (laughs) There's been a lot of games. Not not of
3: all time. But anyway, I got my Uh, next pick here. Last final pick here, which is actually a good game. I know I've been giving us some real doozies here lately. Um, West Virginia is going to Austin, Texas. And I got West Virginia catching two. Huge conference game for both of them, obviously. Playing in Austin is going to be hype. West Virginia just came off a bye week, which is good. Pretty much because they played Baylor and won fifty-two to fourteen. Uh, Texas actually just squeaked by a couple weeks ago to Baylor, twenty-three to seventeen at home. It's as simple as this, people. You take Tom Herman when he's a dog. You take opposite of Tom Herman when he is a favorite. Maryland and Tulsa and Kansas State at Baylor and Oklahoma State. All games that Texas have played this year, all favorites, all failed to cover. USC is the only one that's covered. Oklahoma, TCU, they were dogs, and they won outright. West Virginia's 5-2 and two against the spread this year, stepping into the tough part of, the end of their schedule. They're going to try and get it done. Will Greer and the boys are going to get it done in Austin. So, I think
0: it's a win. We don't need the points. <laughs> don't need them. Yeah, I think you're right. Go ahead, Clay.
1: Go ahead, Jacob. You go ahead.
0: No, I think – yeah, that stat about Faden Herman, uh, Faden Her- Texas as a as a favorite and taking them as a dog. I mean, it stands true. It's been like that all season. So
1: was uh was Texas at number six the biggest fraud since two thousand nine when Ole Miss and Jevon Sneed were number four? Because <laughs> Texas at number six is not good, not good.
0: No, that that was yeah, I mean, that was in, over inflated. The people – it's just text. I
1: mean, honestly, Mississippi State might be able to beat them on a neutral field. I seriously think they could.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of teams in the top 10, 15 would probably take it to them pretty easily. I mean, they still lost to Maryland this year. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the that Oklahoma win is what it is, but that's a game that it's – like, it's a rivalry game. I mean, they play – they came to play. Herman needed that win. So, uh, that's their only thing to write home about, so – um, but yeah, they were definitely overinflated. I think you're. I think they lose this week to West Virginia, and you know, two in yep. a row and get some completely out of that conversation.
1: Worst number six of all time.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, your, your your last game, Clay.
1: All right, last one we're gonna say with the, I guess you could call this the SEC East Championship. We got Georgia at Kentucky in Commonwealth Stadium. I'm taking the Georgia Bulldogs. Minus nine and a half against the Cats. Last week, Georgia rolled against Florida in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, 36-17. Jake Fromm got it rolling, 17 to 24 for 240 yards and three touchdowns. He ended all speculation that Justin Fields should get to play that had been created since they lost at LSU. DeAndre Swift, running back, he had 12 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown, 8.7 average. Georgia defense forced three turnovers. And I think people forget that this Georgia defense is that one long second and 18 play in the national championship game away from probably being the national champs. So they understand what they have to do now to get back in the playoff. They have to roll the rest of the season and then beat Bama in the SEC championship game and they're in. Meanwhile, Kentucky, Kentucky won last week on the last second play at Mizzou 15-14. Kentucky had to score 12 points in the last six minutes to sweep that one out. Against the Mizzou team, that is not playing good. We already touched on Drew Locke. is not playing good lately. UK was helped with an atrocious pass interference call in the final drive that I think everybody in Missouri is still complaining about to this day. Meanwhile, Benny Snell, Snitcher's All-American running back, he had 19 carries for 67 yards last week, 3.5 average. Might as well nickname him Ben Darvis Ellis Green Jr. the second. But <laughs> I love, I love Georgia minus nine and a half. I think they just rolled all over Kentucky this week. Shut them up. They, they went by 21. The, the, Georgia's playoff push is in full swing.
0: Yeah, and I think here too is that you know, we, we could say that it's kind of fraudulent that Kentucky is at nine in the playoff rankings, but I mean, they've won the games last week. They should have lost, but they've done what they needed to do. They've had some good wins. So if you, if you dirt roll a no, top 10 team, like that's going to help I mean, obviously the committee put them there. So that's going to help your resume even more. Like they've got it. Like you said, they've got to do whatever they can to make sure that they still have a shot if they lose to Bama in the conference championship. So uh yeah i think it's yeah i think georgia rolls i think y'all
3: would have laughed at me if i would have told you yeah uh georgia and kentucky game that's gonna determine who goes to
0: atlanta (laughs) never would have thought
1: we i would would have laughed at you
0: yeah without a doubt uh but i mean hey props to kentucky 7-1 getting the job done i mean you're right that that pass interference was such a bad call last week is it bad if i haven't seen that no, it's not that way. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth
3: me going to look up.
0: I, it was, uh, it was, I happened to see it before it was, the Mississippi State game started. It was finishing, so that's it was that.
1: uncatchable at all. You needed that.
0: Yeah. It was Word. a crazy, but I mean, that, that loss still, it, you could equally say it's on Missouri for how they played in the second half. So, I mean, you know, they can't, they're not completely free of, of blame there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's SEC East Championship. Uh, Good good little uh, afternoon. That's, this is probably the 2.30 game, right? Um,
1: that is the first part of the doubleheader.
0: Yeah, so finish this one up, start LSU. You can LSU switch Bama. around
3: between West Virginia, Texas and that game yeah. before LSU. Bama.
0: Yeah, because this one, might, Georgia may have it over in the first half. So, um, But, yeah, so that's uh, another another good week. I don't really – was there any crossover games this week? Or you all kind of had five and no, 0 five had, separate?
3: we had different ones this week.
0: Yeah, first maybe first time, and I for the remember.
3: record, just to let everybody know that's listening, Clay and I do not meet up, ever talk about our picks until literally like ten minutes before the show, yeah, yeah so we like, don't even hang out we're not we're not friends either, so <laughs> Clay really hates that. me, yeah, he they didn't don't even, even take up my Alfred's beer the other night after I did say I would take Florida plus seven which meanwhile, which I got believe bring they, it Franks up. is a fraud. <laughs> yeah i won the beer against
1: mike two and oh against the pals if their dad wants to gamble too we'll take his beers as well but we're undefeated against the pals
0: hot streak against the powell family you better tell your dad to stay away from vegas mike um yeah so uh that's y'all's picks i mean i think we went over each of them enough we will there's no need to recap um uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move into the voicemails. Cause we got two this week, uh, callers, uh, you know, uh, frequent callers, Ate and Hunter, our, our snitch, uh, called in. So we'll uh, start with, a uh, with, uh, Ate and uh, coming off a two and a week, uh, from his call in last week. So props to him and let's see, uh, let's see what he has, uh, in store for us this time. What up, what up,
2: what up? I'm back. It's Ate. You know I had to come back after that 2-0 and weekend, riding high. So, let's get after it again. I actually got four games this weekend. <clears throat> First off, Georgia Tech, North Carolina. I got Georgia Tech, minus six. Again, I love Paul Johnson, the boys. They stomped out Virginia Tech, North Carolina, trash. Next. Georgia versus Kentucky. I have a big feeling this is going to be just like Georgia South Carolina early in the year. South Carolina was riding high, big must champ, rolling everything like that. Kentucky is going to be crazy. Kroger Field is going to be wild. But I got Georgia eight at minus eight and a half. Next, I got Boston College at Virginia Tech. Boston College minus two. You saw what my boys did, the Yellow Jackets did, Virginia Tech last week. I got BC minus two. Say it with me again, Virginia Tech, trash. Last but not least, Washington State versus Cal. I got Washington State minus nine and a half. I love Mike Leach and the boys. I know Cal off a big win off Washington, but I just don't see it happening this week. Minus nine and a half, Washington State, they roll. And uh, last but not least, Mike, you went three and two. Doesn't matter. Still muting your ass. I'm riding high, two and zero, and the second flight winner in the Hernando Hills Golf Tournament. Boom. Have a good weekend, boys.
0: Whoa! Lots to unpack there. Very much. Hey.
3: <laughs> hey, hey,
1: You know what happens when you call in and go two and zero? You pop tops, my guy. Big shout-out to A.T. for those winners. You'll go 4-0 this week. Let's get paid, my guy.
0: Let's do it. He may have to start his own podcast calling him with four picks. He'd, like, take <laughs> a, half our listeners and be like, get <laughs> those guys. He's coming for your spot. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, anyway well, we got <laughs> this.
3: I hope he does well. You know, Georgia. I mean, Georgia Tech. And uh, what was the other one?
0: Yeah, Georgia so he had Georgia Tech, UNC, like you. He had BC, uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, he had Kentucky and Georgia. And no, Washington, yeah, he wrote Georgia.
3: Georgia. He wrote Georgia. So, he wrote and two Virginia. of our
0: ten picks. So, he's a good man.
3: We didn't even know he did those, by the way. For
0: anybody <laughs> no, he didn't. And he had to throw in Washington State, too. To the abyss. To the abyss. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, Ate. I wish him luck this week. We also had – Frequent caller, snitch call in, so let's get to his voicemail real quick.
4: What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's the snitch calling back again. Long-time caller, a long-time listener, second-time caller. Um, wanted to give a big shout-out to my boy, Ate. Going 2-0 last week on the pod as his first-time caller. Already beating the hell out of Money Mike, and I love it. A.K.A. Lose Our Money Mike. Um, i got a couple games I don't want to touch this week, by the way. Clay, much love, as always. My boy heading out to Denver this week to watch the swagless Broncos. But this is a college pod, so we'll stick to that. I'm not going to pick any of these games, but I'm just going to tell you what I like. Love Central Florida, minus 11. I mean, how could you not? We're going to ride them all year, like Clay said. I'm sure it's one of Clay's pods picks. Uh, we got an interesting one. I'll pick them in Oxford at 11 o'clock against the fighting Will Mushams. Does Ole Miss still have a defense and have Wesley McGriff as their coordinator? Yes, I think I would take Carolina winning uh, probably by three points of the last second field goal in my last game. You know I love my beloved Kentucky Wildcats, but I just don't think they can hang with this Georgia team. It took them late in the game in the fourth quarter to actually score a touchdown last week. Um, I think Georgia shuts them down and wins by double digits. I think I think Georgia minus nine is a no-brainer. But keep up the great work, guys. I love to get a little, uh, a little animosity going between Mike and some of the callers because, you know, he just loses all our money. And we're just trying to make ends meet, you know, our nine-to-five grinds. And, and you know, shout out one more time to Ape with also his
3: winning Buffalo chicken dip at his office party
0: today. Happy Halloween, everyone. Peace. A lot of hate coming your hey. way. Mike. Dude,
3: I'm the
4: villain.
1: Shout, on out, this, shout out to Ate. He let us know before this pod that his Buffalo chicken dip won the potluck dinner dip contest at his work. I think he got a uh, $20 Coles gift card. So, uh, big shout out to Ate. I hope you get a really nice uh, Arizona, te- Arizona jeans T-shirt out of that. That would be really nice. But, uh, as always, we love Snitch calling in. We always know Snitch has some bullshit to talk about, so always nice to get some voicemails.
3: Yep, I'm on is South Carolina too, Snitch. So I'll roll with you there, at least. Yeah,
0: yeah. He Snitch is not, as he said, he, these are these. He's not picking these games. He no, he's not picking pick.
3: them. But he's, <laughs> these are some of that he like. No, record that he picked three games. So yeah. his record starts now.
0: I mean, we're putting them on the board. So, uh, like you said. Appreciate the call-in uh, for both you know, A.T.A. and Snitch. Always love it. Um, but, yeah, anything else from you guys before uh, before we get out of here? Any other closing thoughts? I mean, some good games this weekend. I had a couple slow weeks in a row with, uh, you know, just kind of midseason stuff, some teams that fell apart. But good games this weekend.
1: I, I would just say this. Who would have thought before the year that we would get number one Alabama at number three LSU? this time of year and it would still be a 14 and point spread i think that speaks to what alabama's done this year so judge accordingly i, I don't know really what lsu has to answer joe burroughs said they they're looking forward to this game but then again joe Burrow's will probably go nine for 27 87 yards and three picks so
0: who really knows sounds like a pretty accurate line there
3: very specific
0: i like that yeah. no you're right i think uh, I think it's a – it's a good chance for Tua to, like, secure – I mean, I, I still think you got to give him the Heisman if they go undefeated because, I mean, he's just been kind of, you know, hit a record-breaking pace in a lot of categories. So, it's a good chance for him to come out and be like, yeah, this is not a fluke. We, the schedule is what it is, but we don't have the chance to play ourselves. So, we get – you know, they take crap for that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's a – a a, it'll be a good one to watch.
3: Could he be the first Heisman winner to never play a fourth quarter? I
0: mean, if he doesn't play the fourth quarter against LSU, then go ahead and give him the trophy now. Um, but yeah, we we'll appreciate you guys jumping on again this week. Appreciate the calls. Uh, a lot of picks out there. We got you know five uh, hoping to go ten and zero with Mike and Clay. Got uh, you know six or seven uh, free picks with uh, uh, with Snitch and Ate. So voicemailers man. put them in. Let's parlay everything. Twenty team parlay. Twenty game parlay. Um, All right. We'll see you guys next week. See you. See you. All right. Peace.